Okay, we're live. It's a Friday afternoon, a little later in the day on the East Coast here, but still a great time because uh, I have a really cool opportunity to speak to uh, Dave Nadell, who is the director of Seller Trust and Loyalty for Amazon. Amazon just finished up their second annual Accelerate conference. And so, Dave, thank you for taking time to join me. This is great. Thanks for having me, Brent. So I just said, it's the second uh, Accelerate conference. It's all about helping sellers do their things, sell more things. Um, tell us a little bit like a high level about uh, how this year's conference went, and then we'll dig into some of the details a little later. Yeah, you know, I, I thought it went actually quite well. Um, I thought the keynote presentations were exciting. We had a lot of fun announcements to make, had some special guests. Uh, I thought Darmesh as the host did great in kind of guiding us through the various sections. And the breakout content I thought was was super helpful. It was educational. I thought the speakers knew their space quite well. It was deep. The live Q&A is always a lot of fun. Uh, so overall, I thought it was a, a great couple of days. So I told I just said that your title is Director of Seller Trust and Loyalty. Tell us just what does that mean? What does that mean to you and Amazon both? Yeah, you know, and, and the first thing I'll say is that may be my title, and obviously my team thinks a lot about that, but so does every other team that works on seller tools. I think building trust with sellers and ensuring we are the most helpful partner we can be in their business success is all of our goals. For my team specifically, we focus on a couple different areas of the seller experience that we think are you know, uh, particularly important to building trust. One area we focus a lot on is the account health experience, which I spoke a little bit about at Accelerate. We actually host the Accelerate conference. So that was my team that organized the event this year. Uh, we do a number of other things throughout the, the seller journey just to make sure that Amazon is the best partner we can be. Awesome. So there's a lot of news that came out, a, a lot of announcements. Some of those things will be available next year. Some of them you can start signing up for at, you know this year. And some things may be available now, but since you just talked about, you know, account health and kind of that's a lot of your sweet spot, so to speak, you are actually part of the keynote. And before I ask you a question about account health, I wanted to play this short clip, kind of set the stage for, for the discussion. As a result of your feedback, we created the account health rating or the AHR. Your AHR represents your account's adherence to our policies on a single continuous scale with a single score. Currently, we display AHR using a color scale with red, yellow, and green to give you a snapshot of your account health. If your AHR is green, it means you're consistently adhering to our policies. If it's red or yellow, there are one or more outstanding violations on your account that if addressed will move your AHR back into the green zone. Color coding is helpful, but again, it didn't go far enough and we wanted to do more. For example, if you're yellow, you don't know how close you are to green or to red for that matter. To address that, we'll soon be displaying your AHR as a numeric value in addition to a color, further increasing visibility into your, into your account health. Hey, can you fill us in about the importance of account health to the sellers and, and what kind of things should they be aware of to make sure they're in good standing? Yeah, so account health at a high level is essentially uh, a seller's adherence to Amazon's policies. So, you know, from a customer perspective, adhering to our policies ensures customers have a great experience. They come back and shop more. Sellers continue to grow their business. And from a seller perspective, maintaining great account health and monitoring it on a regular basis ensures that they have more time to focus on building their business. And that's what it's all about. Uh, so maybe we could talk a little bit about 
you know, that area. Cause I, I love the way the, the conference is kind of broken down to folks who are just getting started, wanting to build their brand, wanting to get, you know, on the, on the selling path. And then like the next part of it was folks who have already done that, that are looking to scale and grow and, and grow in a number of different ways. Uh, maybe we could talk about that first part about the branding part. Where were some of the uh, announcements that were geared towards that aspect of the business? Towards the branding part in, in particular? Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, so we talked about a lot of different things at Accelerate related to brands. You know, there was part around uh, a brand referral bonus that we mentioned where brands can drive traffic to Amazon. We had a number of brand building tools like A plus content was talked about, brand follow, which enables customers to follow a brand on Amazon and receive updates. And we've also launched a number of new tools around increasing brands' ability to engage with customers to build that kind of lifetime value and ensure that brand recognition continues to grow. Awesome. So, you know, there's all about, you know, building a brand, but also figuring out how to, you know, get the most out of your selling experience on the platform. One of the things that came up, uh, uh, one of those new product announcements was around the product opportunity explorer. Yeah. Maybe you could uh, talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So the product opportunity explorer provides sellers with anonymized data to help them identify demand that is unmet at the moment with the current selection we have on Amazon. So basically ideas for new products they can invent. Uh, and the idea is, you know, based on what a seller is already selling and what we see customers are looking for, we can use both of those sets of data to identify where there may be gaps and a opportunity that a seller can capture uh, that relates to their brand, that helps build their kind of selection and their catalog and enable their kind of long-term growth and success. Awesome. And that's one that I think is in beta right now, but it'll be available at some point next year. Yeah, we'll continue to expand uh, as we learn more and we, we tweak it to make sure it's as helpful as it can be. You know, it's one of the many ways that we just try to make sure that we can help small businesses and entrepreneurs scale and grow on Amazon. And, you know, it could be uh, the Product Opportunity Explorer is a great tool for someone just starting out looking to invent their first product or their second. But it's also a great tool for someone who's well along that road and is just looking for the next opportunity. And it's all about being able to leverage and understand data and make decisions about it. And one of the other announcements that came out was around the uh, uh, looking for the search analytics dashboard. Maybe you could talk about that and how that could help folks be a little bit more efficient and effective with what they're doing. Yeah, in a similar way to the, the Product Opportunity Explorer, you know, we have this anonymized data that we can provide to sellers and they can see the customer journey from end to end. Where do they start? Where do they end? Where do they drop out, most importantly? And they can then use that information to optimize their marketing, their listing information, the products they have on Amazon to maximize conversion and ensure that customers, when they're looking for a product, find that brand's product and can successfully purchase it. It's all about, you know, when you talk about customer experience, there's so many pieces to the puzzle, but discovery and delivery are two incredibly important pieces of that. Uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, some of the things that folks may need to like be aware of in particular now, this particular season, um, when it comes to, you know, making sure that their customers understand things may be a, a little different this year because of some of the developments that are really out of their hands. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's obviously a unique and novel time for all of us. And I think we're all learning as we go as, you know, uh, and understanding customer behavior, understanding our own behavior, how to run our companies effectively. And I guess what I would say, one thing that Amazon has started to do this year that 
we're encouraging many folks to do is to smooth out demand throughout the holiday season to alleviate some of the supply chain concerns that are affecting the industry. Start marketing deals now ahead of the holidays. And that way you can ensure that you have the inventory on hand to meet any customer demand throughout the holiday season. So I say that's one part of it. And you know, the other part, and it applies now, but it applies all the time, quite honestly, is just to make sure that you've optimized your listings and your products on Amazon, that you use the tools we have available to make sure that customers when searching for a product can find yours, can understand what it is, understand the value proposition and make an informed purchasing decision. You know, that's great. And I also uh, looked at some of the things that were announced around local selling. Uh, maybe that actually helps as well with that regard. It does. Uh, I think the local selling announcements were, I, they were some of my favorite announcements throughout Accelerate. I just think it's such a cool way to think about kind of an end-to-end -end seller business, right? And the short story is it's an exciting opportunity for sellers to connect Amazon with their physical stores. And we're enabling sellers to do things like uh, allow customers to buy online and pick up in store. So if you have a local outlet, you know, a brick and mortar store, you can actually target customers in that area and offer them an option during the purchasing workflow to say, yeah, I'll you know go to my local Main Street and, and pick this up from the business themselves. And it avoids some of the issues with fulfillment. Um, it, it also allows sellers to sell and fulfill products that may be difficult to do uh, with traditional fulfillment, whether those are fragile or large, et cetera. And there's a, a complement, a, a separate announcement that came out at the same time outside of buy online, pick up and store around local delivery. So sellers can now elect for customers in certain regions to actually use their own fulfillment capabilities, whether that's their vans or trucks, what have you, to deliver items to customers directly. Again, avoiding some of the pitfalls with the larger fulfillment options, particularly around large items, fragile items, what have you. And uh, folks can start applying for that now, right? I believe so, yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, and, and Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, I believe they're, they're they're also rolling out as we learn more, so they're not in like full availability, but we're continuing to add more sellers as, as we learn and go. Right, absolutely. Um, so local selling is one thing, but there's also talk about global expansion. A lot, a lot of like smaller sellers would love to be able to do that, and they don't know how to do it. So how does this help them with that? Yeah, we have a suite of global selling tools, many of which were announced at Accelerate to do exactly what you said, you know, and allow sellers big and small to expand their business beyond the U.S., sell globally, reach a larger audience. You know, from the start of the journey, we have the Marketplace Product Guidance Tool. And what that allows you to do is it's, it helps sellers understand of the products they're selling, which would be good ones to go and sell elsewhere in the world. So it'll say, hey, like there may be demand in the UK for product X or what have you, and sellers very easily with a couple clicks can then expand their selection to those new stores. And then as you kind of get down the funnel, we have things like the Global Inventory Viewer, which gives sellers a single place in Seller Central to view all of their inventory globally and make sure that they have the right amount in stock to meet demand across the globe. And as you get further in the funnel, we have things like the Customer Service by Amazon, which is a, a new service yeah, we're rolling out. Uh, yeah. And the idea is, hey, you know, um, Customer service is hard to do in general, and it's hard to do well. And especially when you're selling globally, you may have language barriers or hours that uh, need to be you need to be available to support customers in their various locales. And we want sellers to be able to expand globally without having to invest in that infrastructure. So they can now actually partner with Amazon to leverage our customer service capabilities for their business. These are some of the things that I think a lot of uh, companies, when they maybe particularly when they don't, when they're just getting started, you don't think about all these pieces that are, you know, like, you know, a lot of folks don't think about customer support right off the bat. Um, they, they think about selling products, creating products and selling products, which 
makes total you know a lot of sense. But when those products get out there, and let's say they get uh, you know, and people start to love those products and they order them a lot, eventually some some things are going to happen. And if you don't have a, a support process set up that will make it easy for folks to get find the help and for you to deliver the help, you get I don't want to say bogged down, but you spend way more time and effort in that one aspect of your business which keeps you from really focusing on how do you drive growth and be more efficient and effective. And so I, I, that's, I, I looked at that. I, I just stood out to be as one of those things that is going to be especially helpful, particularly when companies are you know, looking for ways to grow and need more time to be think creative and innovative, innovatively and, and not have to focus so much on that support thing, which is still incredibly important. Yeah, you know, that's absolutely right. It's incredibly important, not only, you know, to your point, to ensure that uh, if you do it right, that you have time to invent new products and build your business, but companies that have great support, uh, their customers come back and return. And it's a great way to build a strong brand reputation, drive awareness and trust in your brand uh, and your business and make sure that those customers turn into lifetime customers. Yeah, that customer experience is, it, it goes through every part of the business and every interaction that the customer has throughout, you know, sales, marketing, of course, service, even, you know, a lot of co customers would love to see their feedback integrated into the product or service that you're delivering to them. And this is just a, another way to make sure that it, it is support, but support is a part of your overall experience that a customer has with you. And so it, exactly. it feels like a lot of sellers may not focus on that at the beginning, but it becomes so much more important as they get off the ground and a they want they start growing and they they want to grow both you know more customers and deeper relationships with customers that's exactly right and you know uh as we all know as a business expands the functions that one needs to take on increase and those functions are very different from one another and it's hard to be an expert in all of them and it's just another way amazon wants to ensure that small businesses and entrepreneurs can grow and succeed is by leveraging the expertise we've gained in this industry and sharing that with sellers and helping them benefit from our scale and our capabilities to grow their business. Yeah, and can we just touch more a little bit on that global selling? Because I think, you know, because of the pandemic and because many of the interactions that were traditionally face-to-face, -face, uh, co uh, companies had to figure out ways to digitize those interactions. And when you're able to digitize those kind of interactions, that actually opens up your potential customer base beyond you know your your local to pretty much the whole world it's absolutely true uh you can open up very quickly right and especially when you leverage some of these tools that we've been talking about one other tool that i'll mention it's related to your comment that i, I didn't before is we also announced and talked about it accelerate a global listing experience that we've recently launched and that enables sellers to take the selection and the products they've already listed on amazon.com and with a couple clicks begin selling those elsewhere uh and it's another you know to your point another way to just make it easier to ensure that wherever there's demand we help sellers meet it yeah, I, I like that. And then you could you kind of tie it with, you know, that product exploration, kind of being able to help them not just reach global markets, but reach them with a better idea of what product or service should we offer to these markets. Exactly. We want to make sure that not only sellers are expanding globally, but just like everything else they do, they're doing so efficiently and in a cost effective manner. And if we can provide guidance that helps them do that, we, we'd love to do so.
I saw a stat uh, that said something uh, about a hundred brands have been created or uh, kind of gotten on the Amazon platform since the beginning of the year. Does that sound about right? Hundred thousand, I believe, was the number that was announced. Hundred thousand. Hundred thousand brands. That's is. Uh, can you talk a little bit about you know how those brands are coming on board and and kind of how other companies can emulate that and and hopefully get some serious bang for their buck in doing so? Yeah, well, you know, obviously, it all starts with an idea, right? It starts with an idea for a product, and uh, you know, at Accelerate, I got to meet the founders of Supportivac. They actually came on stage at one point and talked with Darmesh as well. I saw and, that. You know, this was a, a couple guys who, in college, realized that there was an un, there was a problem that didn't have a solution. They had back pain. There back was pain. Not <laughs> in the market that met their needs and helped, and yeah. they decided to fill that gap. And they're hugely successful as a result. So it all starts with that idea and identifying that gap in, you know, the product offerings that are out there today or the selection that's out there today and doing the homework, understanding what makes a great product in that field and then filling that gap, right? And then once, you know, you have that idea, you can leverage tools like and services like Amazon to very quickly, you can, you can sign up, get started. We have a wealth of tools and, and resources from Seller University that teaches you how to use things. We have product recommendations like we've talked about. And from there, it's really just a matter of clicks before you have a global business up and running. Yeah, I, I believe they said that they went from dorm room to an eight-figure business in like six years or something like that. It's I thought that was pretty boring. amazing. Yeah. yeah amazing. And the other one that caught my attention was was uh, the the, pre the peanut brittle guy? I can't remember the the name of the brand, but brittle brother. he yeah brittle brother. So it's like he went from the pandemic hit and it you know he was like a localized business, and which a lot of people were buying his stuff coming in. It that all you kind of went to heck in a handbasket overnight, but he went digital and he he opened up the business. He he said. Like he he had his folks taking classes, but learning all the ins and outs of what you guys had to offer, and that allowed him to not just you know uh, keep up with the business, but expand it uh, kind of exponentially. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think he said he's like one of the best selling brands in the U.S. right now for uh, Brittle, and it's amazing just to see you know, and it's not. Um, it's not as if he couldn't have done that before the pandemic either, but sometimes, you know, it just takes that spark and yeah. that inspiration to say what else is available, what's out there. But, you know, what I would say is everyone doesn't have to figure that out on their own. People have tried it. You can see the success with Brittle Brothers and others. And for anyone that's got a business today where you're selling products or goods locally, uh, Amazon is a great way to complement that. We want sellers to have online presences, offline presences, local presences, global presences, and you can do that all with Amazon. So uh, since the event has wrapped up, what were the things that you wanted people to walk away with? You know, some high level things. There's a ton in here, but what are a couple of the high level things that people maybe they could walk away with, but also point them to follow up on as well? I guess, you know, the, the take home message for me and what I thought was quite apparent throughout a number of these sessions was that Amazon is not a self-service interface that offers no value in return for what a seller does. We do see this as a partnership. We see this as a two-way conversation, a two-sided relationship, and we want to be there to support and grow with sellers over time and succeed together. Uh, and for me, that was the big takeaway. This wasn't 
uh, a conference or an event designed to only educate sellers on what's available or show them the tools that they can use, we wanted to show that we're also working on their behalf, investing on their behalf, and that their success is our success. And it really is accelerating to the next level together. So that was kind of the big takeaway, I think, for me, as I watched through some of the, the keynotes and the, the breakout sessions, which just that spirit of partnership was really alive and well through a lot of what we talked about. You know, and then maybe on the more tactical front, um, if you look at kind of the way that we split out the breakout sessions, there's kind of a couple categories of things that are areas we would encourage all sellers to be more knowledgeable in and explore. There's everything from brand building and growing your brand to advertising, using Amazon's selling tools like our listing tools, our inventory tools, et cetera. Advertising was another big topic of conversation. Some of our most attended sessions were around Amazon advertising, so we were excited about that, whether it's you know, the opportunities we have to advertise a brand, to advertise a product in different parts of the experience on Amazon and off of Amazon. Uh, all of these are tools at seller's disposal, and, and you know, not every tool is the right one at the right time for every seller and every business, but together, these tools offer a full, complete, and well-functioning toolkit for any business to get started and to scale online. Yeah, I, I think the one other thing that caught my attention besides all the things we just talked about um, was the thing, and I, I don't know if I got the, the exact title right, but the ability to help cus, uh, sellers um, either get, uh, donate things that aren't selling or to have another, uh, there's a couple of different avenues that they can go through now if they if they have products that aren't selling the traditional way, you can either donate them or they can uh, instead of having them return, they can you know there's another avenue for them. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so Libby talked a lot about this in one of our uh, keynote sessions, but we we talked about FBA grade and resell, where we can have a process whereby uh, Amazon grades products and resells them in different conditions for varying prices. Uh, we talked about liquidation options. To your point, we talked about donation options. But the idea is that, yeah, you know, this inventory that may not be selling on Amazon or maybe returned or what have you, we want to make sure, first of all, that doesn't end up uh, contributing to, you know, our garbage dumps or, you know, go to waste entirely, but that it finds a second home and not only a second home that uh, is great for, you know, reducing waste and everything else I mentioned before, but also is great for the business. They're able to recover some of the costs and, and the benefits from that inventory. Yeah, I think there is so many things that are uh, of real importance to sellers. I, I love that. I love the the uh, customer support, that that piece being offered as a service, basically. And, and also helping uh, sellers, particularly I think the smaller sellers, uh, get really into the data and being able to leverage data to make better decisions about what to sell, when to sell, how to advertise it. Um, these are things I think traditionally small businesses haven't really been the best at, but I think tools like some of the things that we talked about really help them be become even better uh, aware of things that they could do and how they could do them and when they can do them uh, to, to help move things along. Yeah, it's absolutely true. You know, everyone's at a different point in their life cycle and everyone's good at different things. You know, at Amazon, we tend to love our data. And I used to joke, you know, if I could only use one tool for the rest of my life, it would be Excel. Uh, I live in Excel. <laughs> I love it. And I, there, I know there's lots of people like me, but there are a lot of people that aren't. And what we're trying to do is make sure that we take all of this valuable data we have, all these insights that we can share. And however a seller best consumes them, we want to make it easy for them to do it in that way. We want to make it not only available, 
but easily usable because data that's available but is hard to use might as well not be available. So we're trying to not only give sellers what they need, but give it to them in a way that may maximizes their returns and minimizes the amount of time they have to put in. Dave, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for taking time to do this. Is there a place where folks can go online to, I want to see replays of what took place at Accelerate or even get more information on some of the things that we talked about? Yeah, so uh, if you go to amazonaccelerate.com right now, you'll see there's a link to see the keynote, all four keynote presentations on YouTube. We'll also have all the rest of the breakout sessions posted early next week, and they'll all be sell in Seller University and Seller Central for viewing at any time. Awesome. I have one last question to ask you, and this is, I ask everybody that I talk to about this. Do you have a favorite NFL team? I mean, I guess I'd have to go with the Seahawks, right? Uh, I live in okay. Seattle. Yeah. That's that's okay. I'm, I'm a Rams fan, but you know uh, what? I'm okay with the Seahawks. If you had said the Patriots, I might not ever speak to you again. So <laughs> well, Seahawks is okay. <laughs> Seahawks is okay with me. And thanks again for taking time to do this. I really appreciate it. I would love to have conversations, you know, after maybe some of these things roll out, coming back maybe and talk about it a little bit more. Absolutely. And thanks for having me, Brent. This was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks to Dave and thanks to everybody that uh, checked it out. This is going to be recorded and people can check it out after today. So thanks again. I hope everybody has a great weekend. And I will see you later.